Hello, may I welcome you to episode 64 of Moving Matters. I am your host, Colin Wynn. I hope Moving Matters will give you an insight to others working or have worked in this wonderful industry as I delve into their past, their present and their future. You will find a new episode of Moving Matters on the second and fourth Thursday of each month. In this episode, we discover how my guest began within the industry 30 years ago at the tender age of 15, working for a local removal company during weekends and school holidays. We discuss his challenges, what he would change from his moving past, his high points, what changes he would make to the industry, the advice he would give starting out again, his predictions for the next five years, and what he does outside of the workplace. And, as always, we end moving matters with two funny moving stories, both of a sexual nature. My guest this episode is Rob Heinmarsh, Managing Director of Nairsborough Movers. Enjoy. Good morning, Rob. Welcome to Moving Matters. How are you this morning? Fine, thank you. Very well. Can you tell everybody about yourself and the length of time within the industry? My name is Rob Hindmarsh. I've been in the industry since I was 15 years old and I'm now 45. 30 years. Hopefully my maths is correct. It is. Long time. (laughs) And how did you get started in the industry? I got started in the industry. I was at school. I was working for a local removal company that was next door to my granddad in our yard. I was working for him on weekends, school holidays. And I was with him that often. He said, the day you leave school, you've got a full-time job with us. And it all went from there. So you worked during school holidays? Yep, I did, yeah. Or you didn't bunk off a math lesson or anything like that? No, let's say not. (laughs) (laughs) That was a removals and storage company? It was, yeah, yeah, in Ripon. Do you want to name them? Yeah, it was KW Removals. They're not about now. My boss, I stayed with him for 13 years, and he, he decided to sell up and, and retire. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So when you left school, you went directly to work for them? I Was did, that yeah. then as porter, and then you progressed to driver? Did you do any other roles within the company? As a porter, when I was 17 years old, I was 17 in December. I passed my test in February. As, as a car driver, and back then you could just jump straight into a seven and a half ton truck, and that's what I did. Wow. So I passed my test six weeks after my birthday, got back and jumped straight into a seven and a half ton truck and went to work. Oh my word. <laughs> 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 wow. Wow. From there, when I got to, I think it was 2021, he paid for my heavy goods license, and I went on to drive heavy goods for him. So did you do anything like surveying as well? Or yes, was it... I did, yeah. Yeah, I covered his holidays. Whenever he wanted to go anywhere or do anything, or I, I was doing his quotes for him. I was looking after the warehouse. So, yeah, I was, I was hands-on with him. So you have a forklift license as well? I did when I was there, but yeah. it was for that, yeah. that yard. I haven't got one now, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So literally got your hands dirty and everything. I did, and I I very enjoyed it, and I've got a a lot to be grateful for. He got me to where I am now, to be honest. So with regards to your HGV, did you do any European moves? I didn't, no. No, it was just a national license, what he had. Right. So can you tell everybody about your company and the services it offers? My company is Nesbra Movers Limited. 
We offer local and nationwide removals. We do storage as well. We're a member of Move Assured, which is a trade organisation, and we do anything at all to do with removals. So you do storage? We do, yeah, container storage. Is that the wooden containers or is this the shipping containers? No, the wooden containers, 250 cubic feet ones. And how many of those do you have? Uh, I believe we have about 100 now. And how many vehicles do you run? I just have two. And crew? I have three lads and then a lad comes in, he's part-time, he's he's self-employed. Cool. So do you do anything else apart from removals and storage? You don't do the shredding side or...? No, no, I don't. Commercial? Obviously, I help Jeff out. This is Jeff at Archers. Yeah, it's, I, I do a lot with Jeff, so yeah. But that's not my business, you see. It's helping him out. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff normally helps everybody else out, so it's nice that someone's helping Jeff out. <laughs> Jeff has been very good to me over the short time that I've been involved with him. Ah, brilliant. That's good to hear. We've been friends for the past maybe three years now. And we've we've just sort of clicked together. That's excellent. So Move Assured. Yeah. No one's been on here as a Move Assured member, or they've not mentioned it. So tell me a bit right. more about Move Assured. Well, Move Assured, it's not BAR, but it's another trade organisation, you know. So it's similar to AIM and similar to BAR? Yeah. yeah. Not on that level, though. Does it have a large number of members? I couldn't tell you how many members are in it, to be honest. Maybe I'll get in touch with Mr. Sargent and get him on the podcast. Yes. And he can tell us everything about it. I think you should, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Sargent, expect an email from me. So what challenges have you had to overcome then, Rob? I would imagine the biggest challenge was building up the business and taking the step to getting the O license, putting a HGV on the road. That step from running Luton vans to running a HGV, it's a big step and a, a big difference in cost. How big a step? Because I speak to many small removal company owners and they've got like four or five Lutons and their aim is always to have an HGV. But how difficult is that step or how big is that step to get that HGV? It's very difficult. I thought it was an easy ride. But by the time you've got your transport manager in place, you've found an operating centre, you've put your application in the newspaper, application to the traffic commissioner. Oh, wow. It's, it, it, there's a lot of hoops to jump through before you actually get that operator's licence. And the cost is a hell of a lot more than running any Luton vans. So now that you've done that, is it worth it? 100%. 100% worth it. Yeah. How many HGVs do you have? Just the one. So is the aim to have more than one? It is, yeah. We, we're looking at getting a, a, another one at the minute, to be honest, a bigger one. Why a bigger one? Because we're doing quite a lot of storage work, and at the minute I can only get three containers on the truck. So the aim would be to get a five-container one, probably? Yes, yeah. yes, def- that, that exactly, yeah. But you still have the Luton van, or is it a low loader? No, it's just a normal panel van that we've got that runs with the truck. Is the aim to have any more of those? No. Or is HGV the, the way forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We rent Luton vans in whenever we need anything small. Generally, at the minute, all our work is it's getting bigger and bigger, to be honest. And how many HGV drivers do you have? Just myself. 
So you are the driver of that truck. Yes, <laughs> yes. So what happens when the truck number two arrives? That'd be, again, growing the business and taking someone else on. Because I hear HGV drivers are really hard to find at the moment. In the removals industry, there's you know a lot of different people and you yeah. know they are out there. Or would you do what your boss, your old boss did, and would you then go and invest in somebody and get them through their HGV? Now, that's another big step to take. It's trusting someone to obviously pay for that and for them to stay with you. Yeah. You know? A lot of companies go through that same decision, but it has to be worth it. You're showing your investment in that person. Surely they will stay and repay you. Yeah, you'd like to think so. You'd like to think you'd get that commitment from them if you were putting that investment into them. But yeah, there's a trust involved on both sides. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The last thing you want to do is put them through the HGV and then literally after they've passed six weeks later, they're driving for bloody Tesco. Exactly, because it's an easy life, isn't it? It's it's a lot easier than moving furniture about for someone. No loading, no (laughs) unloading. Just (laughs) sit behind the wheel and away you go. Yeah. Any other challenges? Well, you've just touched on it there, to be honest. It's staffing. It's getting lads that actually want to do the job and want to stick at the job. Is the way I see it, all the older generation, myself and older, they're going to be obviously retiring and going off doing whatever. And when the younger generation that are coming through, they just don't seem interested in doing this for a living. There's much easier things for them to do, isn't there, for more money. The thing that gets me is that the youth of today don't want to lift heavy furniture, yet they're quite happy to spend 40, 50, 60 pound a week on gym membership. Exactly. What's the difference? To look good. What's the difference? Why not go and get a job moving furniture, save your gym money, and still build up a beefcake body? And get paid for it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And get paid for it. And travel the country. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, when I was that age, I actually, I spent three years working for White & Company. I decided to go there for some, just for different experience, really. Yeah. And I got put with the older generation that have done it since being kids like me. Yeah. But back then I was a kid and I was taught, I didn't have time to go to the gym, to be fair. You got on and got stuck in, you know, and the days I spent at White's, I really, really enjoyed. I did a lot and learned a lot. It It was well worth going and spending that few years there. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, how do we get the youth into the industry? This is this is what I'm I'm passionate about, to be honest. I don't know how to do it and how to get there, but it needs to happen. You, you need young kids that are going to come along and be passionate like we were, and we are, we still are. Yeah. It's a great industry to be in, and I think we just need to make them aware that it's not just portering or driving. There are other avenues, as I've said in the past, and get them stuck in. The people that you meet, you go to a different place every day. Yeah. You, you get to do things that you wouldn't necessarily get to do. You know, the places that you visit. It's, I, I once, when I was, I think I was about 20, 21, we went up to the Isle of Lewis and we were moving. A, it was a, a pilot of an air sea rescue helicopter. Wow. And he, he took us out in that over the weekend. <laughs> get and, in. 
that's that's a once in a lifetime. It's never ever going to happen to me again. Oh wow! But we we jokingly said to him, "Oh, is there any chance of going for a ride in this helicopter then?" <laughs> and he he said, "Well, actually, the mechanics are, are serving this at the minute, and we will have to test fly it." Hold on a minute. So you went in it as on a test flight? Yeah, yeah. Me and my oh. boss at the time, when I worked for KW Removals, he. <laughs> This pilot, he had to go down and, and test fly the helicopter. And he said, if you're serious about coming, you come with us. <laughs> so off me and my boss went. We finished packing for the day because it was full pack and bring him back. We'd finished packing and he took us down. And we got in this Sea King helicopter and away wow. we went around Scotland. Absolutely amazing. See, and that is a memory that's now stuck with you for life. Exactly. It was 20 odd years ago and it's still as plain as it was yesterday. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. But the thing is, we need to t- get the youth to understand that it's the places that they go to, it's the properties that they see, it's the people they meet, it's the objects that they move. Yeah, yeah. And it's the experience that you've just mentioned that they could potentially get. Exactly that, yeah, yeah. It would never, ever happen to me if I hadn't have been, obviously, in this job. Yeah, yeah, fair point, fair point. So if you could change anything from your moving past, what would it be? From my moving past, I can't think of anything I would want to change. I've enjoyed every minute. I've enjoyed everything that I've ever done in removals. I've never, ever done another job. I never would want to do another job. And I wouldn't change a thing. Why? I would imagine the experience that I've had and the people that I've met and the places that I've gone and like I said, when I was at White's, the experience I had with the older guys, I'll be truthfully honest, I went there as a kid after doing removals for two or three years. I went there thinking I knew everything. You can't teach me nothing. <laughs> and, then, and I went there and I got put with the, the older boys that I really, really respected. And they taught me things that I've, I'm still doing today. Yeah. yeah. Things that I would have never learned if I hadn't have gone there. And it's not just the people that you meet. It is the people in the industry, isn't it? Yep, definitely. Without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. I mean, I know I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm in IT and I've only ever been in IT in this industry and not even I can get out of it. And I've been in it since 1986. This is what I was saying to you. It gets in your blood and we need the kids of today to get it in their blood as well. Yeah, yeah. And we need we need more... More kids to make it a lifelong thing rather than a couple of months and they've had enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to put mirrors in the back of the van so that they can work out in front of the mirror. <laughs> show their Maybe that would work. <laughs> <laughs> the problem now you've got is mobile phones. That's your problem now. Yeah, true, true. The young lads, they can't, they can't put the phones down. Yeah, it's a bit like having a family evening meal, isn't it? You want to literally put the phones to one side, but even that's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we're all so easily contactable, but not only that, we just want to be permanently on social media. We want to be on the Twitter and the Instagram and the TikToks and the Facebooks and constantly looking and see what's happening, and we're constantly getting notifications of this has happened and that's happened. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we never used to have that. And texting, texting, that's a big thing. Yeah. You just can't, you can't stop them. I, I don't know. It's, I've tried. I've had lads work for me and put your phone down. Five minutes later, they're back on it. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. I can see that. 
So what is your high point of being within the industry? The high point is obviously setting up by myself and going out and finding the work and obviously being on your own and going out, doing your own thing. And it's it's a big thing to go out and find the work, you know. But how did you find that going from somebody that's employed to then deciding, do you know what, I'm going to start my own business? I was offered a big contract with a major furniture company. And that's, that's what made me go off and get the first vehicle. Right. And I had that contract for maybe 12 years. And I had a couple of vehicles on it constantly. Right. So it wasn't that hard to begin with. But the removal side of it, I think that sort of picked up on reputation, word of mouth customers because you can advertise all you like but customers are going to listen to other people and they're going to look at reviews and it it all just went from there really the contract i had kept us going and built us up yeah and then people are seeing the vans and deciding you know what he's got a van there i wonder whether he can do a move for me yeah well obviously i knew a lot of people anyway through working for other people yeah so you get a reputation if if you're any good at the job, don't you? You know. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. get a reputation if you're bad as well, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not the reputation you want. <laughs> so, what one thing would you change within the moving industry? And you can change more than one if you want, Rob. I would try and get it looked at as a proper profession, where it's recognised and maybe. Young lads leaving school can get an apprenticeship or whatever to come into removals. I'd be quite happy to take a school leaver on and teach them the way if they were interested in staying with us. I'd like to see, like we spoke about before, young lads coming in and staying with us. It's a big thing for me is that. What about people in their mid to late 20s instead of the young lads out of school, the 17, 18, 19-year-olds? Yeah. It's just hard to... When they get a bit older, it's hard to get them passionate about removals. To a lot of people, it's just a job. It's a wage at the end of the month. It's yeah. not a passion. It's it's not what they it's not what they've been brought up with or what they've done from being leaving school. So we need passionate individuals. We do. We do. Lads that are interested when you try and teach them how to pack or you try and teach them how to stack a truck, teach them how to stack a container. You need lads that are going to listen and think, I can be good at this. I think they're out there, but it's just difficult finding the buggers. Yeah, (laughs) it is. You're right. They're probably the ones that aren't on their phones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They can't afford one yet. (laughs) Maybe that's the enticement. Come and work for us, and after 12 months, we'll give you an iPhone. (laughs) Yeah. Anything else you'd like to change within the industry? I mean, do you really think making it or turning it into a profession would entice people? Maybe not entice them, but it's make it more, if it was out there, for them to have a choice whether they wanted to come and have a look or not. Even like, I don't know how it would work, but young kids that do work experience when they're about to leave school. Yeah. If if it was somebody at the day at school saying look there's a removal company that go and have a go and see what you think 
So I think a lot of them would like it. They just they don't know about it. They like it until they have to pick up that heavy washing machine or heavy fridge freezer. But that doesn't come straight away, does it? If a young lad like that, you just you'd put them on bags, boxes, just light stuff, you know? You wouldn't send them straight. You couldn't send them straight into that. There'd be too much damage done, you know? It's hard work, though, Rob. The thing is, when they're in school, all they want to do is, I just want to write gaming software, and I, you know, I just want to play games, and I want to test games, and everything is games, games, games. That's it. That's what you're up against, yeah? Maybe we need to create a removals game. <laughs> There's too many of these YouTubers making uh, millions and millions of pounds, and these and they kids all are think, seeing that. Yeah, and yeah. they all think they can do it. Yeah. And it's bloody hard work. That's the trouble, you see. Removals doesn't pay for what you've got to do. It doesn't pay. They can go and stack shelves somewhere and get paid more. Why would they want to do it, you know? Do you think it's also the hours, though? Yeah, there is a lot of hours. Because we're not a nine-to-five industry, are we? We're, we're a, not at you, know, all, you start no. at eight or whatever, and hopefully you will be finished by five. If you can't get into the destination address, you may not be back until eight o'clock, and that's not great. Well, no. Just recently, with the key weights and everything, you, you, you just said you can be eight, nine o'clock by the time you get back on a night. Yeah. To then be in at eight o'clock the following morning to load up on the way you go. Well, before then, we're normally in the yard at seven, half seven. See, that's why they want to be gamers. They don't get out until five tonight. <laughs> Actually, that's probably still too early. They don't get out until two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so what advice would you give yourself just starting out in the industry again? Really, just go for it. Don't look back. Like I said, it's the best thing I ever did. And I'll always I'll always be grateful to the my first boss that gave me the chance to do it and brought me into it. Do you wish you may have started out on your own earlier? Or are you grateful no. for all the experience that you yeah, had? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got all the experience I did. Yeah. There's too many people think it's easy to go and get a van and start a removal company. And then majority of them fall flat on the face because it's not easy. We're up against it a lot around where we are. I suppose it'd be everywhere. That yeah. They advertise man and van on Facebook. You go and do jobs for 30, 40 quid. It's just the way it is, and a couple of months later, they've disappeared and gone. The thing is, are they actually doing that job for 20, 30 quid, or are they literally saying, we're 20, 30 quid and getting their foot in the door, and then all of a sudden, ah, but that's a big item, so we want another 30 quid for that. Oh, and you want it delivering today? Okay, we want another 50 quid. Are they literally charging stupid money? Uh, I wouldn't know, because I don't, I don't get involved with that sort of work. But that's that's what they're advertising, and that's... That's what we're up against, really. Getting customers ringing saying, ah, such and such man and man said half your price or a quarter of your price. And there's nothing you can do about it because you're, you're not on the same level. No, no. They're not paying the insurances that we're paying and they've not got the vehicles to pay for that we have. Yeah. It's a totally different level. And I always say to my clients, they're not worth competing against. Let them have the job. If they've got the job, they're full. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they've managed to take a job off you, well, sorry about that, but you've also filled their van up, so there's plenty of other work around that you could get at a yeah, decent yeah. price that you then don't have to compete against. Yeah, we have it a lot around here. Yeah, I can imagine, but as you said, it, it's, it happens it's all over everywhere. the country. Yeah, it's it? not just us. No, it's everywhere. So where do you see yourself and the industry in the next five years? I hope to grow. I hope to get bigger. I've got a, a son that I would like to come on board when he's 
had some work experience doing something else or whatever. So your son is doing work experience somewhere else in a different industry, or would you also like to send him for work experience as a remover with somebody else? He came to work for me when he left school. Yeah. And it was, the hours were too much for him. Didn't like the hours, far too much. So he's gone off last summer. He went off doing other things. But I've said to him, when he's decided he's, he's ready to do it, I will, I will take him back. So would you then bring him back in and teach him removals? Or do you think it's... Because some companies send their children to other removal companies and they'll literally be like, go and work for that company for a year or two and then come back. So learn your experience somewhere else outside of the family firm and then come back. He's actually... He's not too bad at removals, to be honest. The short time he spent with me, he's picked a lot up. Yeah. He's, he's not too bad. He's not, he's not great. He's not the best. But you could leave him to pack. You could leave him to stack. And he'd, he'd get on with it. He's not too bad. So what's wrong with the hours? You weren't working him seven days a week, were you? <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> Near enough, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I did as a kid. And that's, that's just what I expect. I don't know. Maybe I'm old school. But I did that when I was his age. And I just, I just had it in my head that everybody did that. But you generally do that more when you are then your own boss. So you probably did it while you worked for somebody else as well. But when you are your own boss, this work five days a week goes out the window. It does. It does. And and going home and doing quotes and answering the phone, people are still ringing us at nine, ten o'clock at night. Yeah, that blows my mind, So <laughs> Yeah. Because everybody thinks we're a 24-7 bloody world these days. Everyone's open. Even though you put on your website that it's it's seven in the morning till six at night or whatever, and they, they'll look up your website or they'll look you up on Facebook and it'll say closed, they'll still ring you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. You want to basically grow in the next five years. I do, yeah. You'd yeah. like your son to come into the company. Anything yeah. else? Um, just as I said before about about the industry being more recognised and and young kids that are leaving school being told about the industry and just so people know about it, you know. The way I see it at the minute, to get into the industry, it's usually, it's either sons of removal company owners or grandsons of removal company owners yeah, or it's family of removal company owners. You don't generally get somebody going to the job centre and saying, is there any jobs in removals, you know. I don't. I don't see it happening. I'd, I'd like it to be put in sort of in front of you. So, look, removals is an industry. Do you want to do that? What, do, you want, do you want to be a policeman, removal man? I'd like people to be able to be told about it. Kids. Maybe removers need to go and approach the schools so that when they've got their careers evenings as such, you can then promote the removal industry. Or if not the removers, the associations. And yeah. I say that because I know Purdy Worldwide did it. So well done, Neil and Rob, for going to their local schools and, and presenting Purdy Worldwide and the opportunities at their companies to school leavers. Yeah, that's exactly what, what it needs. Exactly that. And and I was I was talking to Jeff about this the other day. And it it would be an idea. It's looking forward. I think it's it could be a plan, you know. It can't do anything but good 
for you and for the industry as such if you're going to go to the careers advisors and say look can we can we be there can we have a table so that we can promote our business we're a local company you're keeping the employment local yeah yeah there's about i would imagine within well within harrogate alone i would imagine there's four five high schools there's a high school in ripon a high school in borough bridge yeah north hallerton has a high school thirsk has a high school so Within, I would imagine, a 30-mile radius of us, there's a good 10, 12 high schools. Maybe we need to push the associations to do more on that. Yeah, definitely. But removers can also do it as well. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Any other changes to the industry that you see in the next five years? One big change that did happen that I was grateful for, I remember when I first started and we used to use tea chests. Every move was a tea chest. Yeah, cut their hands on it. And your your jumper, your shirt, (laughs) all your arms were cut to bits. And customers used to fill them with books. Yeah. And they used to be a nightmare. I was so happy when we we ended up with cardboard boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, customers still fill them and they're a nightmare, but at least you don't get your clothing caught on them. (laughs) Yeah, you'd you'd rip your uniform to bits on these tea chests, nails sticking out of them and the metal cut and, I wonder how many yeah. tea chests are still around, though. There must be some stored in containers somewhere. That We've got a few in the warehouse here laid about, so they're still about. But they lasted a lot longer than the cardboard box. Well, yeah, there's <laughs> truth in that, <laughs> that's for sure. So what do you do outside of the industry to switch off then, Rob? Well, I used to, up until a couple of years ago, I used to do autographs racing, racing cars. But for the past year i've been doing sidecar racing bike and sidecar wow so are you on the bike or are you in the sidecar i'm in the chair oh no no yeah oh no i couldn't do that yeah i i, I love every minute of it I, my granddad used to race them when i was a kid so i've been around it all my life really once i finished racing cars i, I just i was bored then so went into sidecar racing i'd love to try the autographs racing yeah it's it just takes a hell of a lot of time hell of a lot of time preparation everything takes a lot of your time up you've been doing the sidecar for what the last 12 months since the tt last year to be honest what you went to watch that or yeah i go to the tt every year i've been every year since 2000 yeah obviously apart from the years with covid when it was cancelled um and it was when i was over there i got talking to a chap he said, oh, I run a sidecar school. He said, once a month, you want to come along and learn? So I went along and got into it with him. So where do you race? At the minute, it's just up at Teesside. Right. But hoping to get to other places this year. Wow. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't hang. I just couldn't hang over the edge of that thing. Everybody that comes to watch comes up to me and shakes my hand says that just looks crazy yeah it is <laughs> they're damn right <laughs> anything else outside the industry i have a, a subaru impreza which i take to shows oh nice so I do, I do quite a few shows with that how old is that if you don't mind me asking i've had four subaru impresas this is the best tidiest one i've had and it's a 2006 i always fancied one of those and never got around to owning one they're making silly money now. They're going yeah. through the roof. Yeah, There's yeah. not many left because they've all been 
thrashed and written <laughs> off and rallied and <laughs> <laughs> some rally giants drove that thing i can tell you definitely well that's what made him famous one to colin oh, mccray yeah. absolutely yeah richie burns just yeah. amazing drivers have you tracked it at all no no i wouldn't do that i went around the tt course in it last year and uh, my son was with me. He scared him to death. <laughs> 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 yeah, I gave I gave it some beans around the TT course. The road was shut, you see, for the racing. Yeah. So I went all the way around the circuit, and with road being shut, nothing can come the other way. Oh, So you wow. can cut all the corners up. You can do what you like. No speed limits. Oh, that would be amazing. Brilliant. Brilliant. And finally... I like to end my podcast with a funny moving story. Do you have one or more to tell? I've known quite a few, but some of them are, I've been in the industry a long time. Some of them are, shall we say, quite rude. We don't mind those. (laughs) There was one I remember when I worked at KW Removals, me and a couple of lads, we turned to put a job in a a local village one morning at about eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Uh, I knocked on the customer's door and he took him, I don't know, it maybe took him five, six minutes to come to the door. He opened the door and as he opened the door, he stood behind it as he's opened it. I walked into his house, packing materials in hand. He'd closed the door behind me and he was stood there naked. Nothing at all on. (laughs) (laughs) So I quickly put the packing materials down, got myself past him, back out to the wagon and I Two lads on the wagon. I said, you're going to have to go in there and speak to that chap. One of the lads went in, came back out shouting and bawling, <laughs> wouldn't go in the house. No. <laughs> no. It's, it, was, it was a funny, funny chap. And he, he wasn't bothered whatsoever about standing there in front of us naked. Oh, maybe he's <laughs> just one of these nudists. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, it'll stick in my mind forever, that. Please tell me he did get dressed while the packing went on eventually. He did go and get dressed while we were packing, but he put the kettle on first. (laughs) (laughs) Goro, give us one more. Put you on the spot now. Uh, When I worked with, I used to work with a a really, really good lad at White's. I'm going to do a removal one day on Arif. Cottesmore, I think it was. The customers were downstairs in the kitchen. They had the parents there with them, and we'd picked up the double bed, and there was a vibrator under the bed. (laughs) He switched it on, (laughs) went downstairs with it into the kitchen, and right in front of the lady's parents, he'd said, can you tell me how to turn this off, please? (laughs) (laughs) And she went went bright red and walked out the house. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. They were the days. I had, I had some fun at White's. Very, very funny. <laughs> See, those stories must exist constantly in this industry, but people are just so afraid to tell them, but they are just brilliant. They are brilliant. When, when, I, when I was at White's and <laughs> we worked on all those RAF camps and yeah. army bases, we met a lot of funny characters. There's a lot <laughs> of funny people. Oh, brilliant. I love that one. I absolutely love that one. Well, Rob, thank you very much for giving up your time this morning to record an episode of Moving Matters with me. I truly appreciate it. No problem, and thank you too. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you.
I sincerely hope you enjoyed episode 64 of Moving Matters. Please rate, review and subscribe in your favourite podcast player of choice and please tell your industry colleagues about Moving Matters. My thanks and appreciation go to Rob Hindmarsh of Nairsborough Movers for giving up his time to record this episode. Thank you again, Rob. If you would like to know more about Nairsborough Movers and the services they provide, then you will find links within the show notes for this episode and on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. And please, if you have a funny moving story that can be relayed to our listeners or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, then do reach out to me by completing the contact form on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. Well, that is all from me, so until next time, keep moving.